Good news, the anti-reading armada that has been bombarding our schools for 90 years has suffered a defeat. For many years, Lucy Calkins was the queen of literacy in the U.S. Now she has been labeled a failure by her sponsors, Columbia University and Teachers College, because children weren't learning to read. Typically, this wouldn't be acknowledged. Our pseudo-educators would jumble all the jargon and claim that test scores will be better next year. End of problem. But the education establishment, which creates media stars for propaganda purposes, had made Lucy the brightest star in the sky. This myth required some actual reading. Results were flat for many years. But here's the good news. Her fail has opened up lovely possibilities for every American eager to drop the garbage that has never worked. Remember, we had near universal literacy 100 years ago. Please, everyone focus on bringing that back. Basically, our professors tried to teach everything but phonics, the one thing students need above all else. So the air is filled with their bewildering theories, brain-deadening tech talk, and cognitive dead ends. Phonics is simple. Children see the letter T on a page. The nickname, of course, is T, but for reading purposes, T is pronounced approximately T. There's no ambiguity, no need to guess or study uh, context. The symbol T has a specific pronunciation. Consider a parallel situation where a pianist sees a certain symbol on the page and knows which key to press. You don't guess. Doesn't that sound idiotic? Do you guess which way to turn at a left turn signal? No, it's locked in. It's the school that pretends that everything is confusing. Most kids can learn to read in first grade. They memorize the 26 letters, and then they memorize the sounds that the letters stand for. Then they learn the blends of those sounds. For example, t plus a plus p equals tap. There you have the phonetic moment. That's it. The rest is practice. Using bad pedagogy is insidious. Children are messed up by six or eight. Then the school has an excuse to put them in special ed programs, prescribe endless remediation, probably some medication, and maybe the children are never the same again. If you just tell kids how to read, they'll be fine. So-called dyslexia will usually vanish. The goal must always be to read something, not to discuss what kind of seating is ideal. Professors love to create meaningless questions about irrelevant factors. Before the anti-literacy attack began, schools would start with nursery rhymes. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. See, that's the idea. You have a story. What's it about? The students have a first experience with literature, with rhyme and cadence, with fun. Instead, I see lessons about how to recognize the six kinds of syllables. Seriously, I'm a professional writer and I have no idea what that's about. The result of such nonsense is that we have tens of millions of people who can read in some limited sense, but they can't really read. And great poems are usually illustrated. Those pictures begin a student's love of art. Now, the anti-literacy strategy is to chatter endlessly about five or ten aspects and use all that to smother phonics. They're doing it again right now. You'll hear everywhere about the science of reading. For a few years, it seemed this would point directly to phonics and phonics only. 
but already the professors are saying that the science of reading refers to phonics, plus at least a half dozen other things such as vocabulary, fluency, comprehension, the ability to decode, syllable instruction, stop the nonsense, read something, have fun, don't read to the kids, read with the kids, dramatically. The planets have shifted. It's time to rally around reading, real reading. It's reading that takes each person's intelligence to its highest potential. Children who don't learn to read lose several points of their IQ. Boldness is not required now. Just start trusting the right people for a change. Here is one of them. Marva Collins, one of my heroes, was a public figure, ran her own school in Chicago, and proclaimed to the world, open quote, children as young as three and a half and four years of age are admitted to my school at the beginning of every year in September. I guarantee that they will all be reading by Christmas three months later. That has been the result since I started my school in 1975. I can just hear her saying now, eat your heart out, you phonies. Thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, the big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.